0: Welcome to Touchpoint Ministry Podcast. This is Bethel, and you are listening to Getting Personal with Grace. Let's re-experience grace together. This is for people who would love to go deeper with their personal Bible study reflections, get in line with a Christ-centered study in the books of the Bible, and encounter grace as if for the first time. I am thrilled to share to you what changed my life the gospel. Join me here in just a few minutes of your time and let's get personal with grace. Wow, today I can't believe it. This is the first episode of our brand new content here at Touchpoint Ministry Podcast. Getting personal with grace. We opened this podcast about a year ago, but we just have the same contents uploaded here with our other social media accounts we have been praying to start up new projects for our podcast and here we go touchpoint ministry is now talking personal to you we really hope that as we get personal With grace, our relationship with Jesus will just grow and blossom newness in each of our hearts. So let's start off with our first episode and we are starting with the book of Genesis, the very beginning of our story. Isn't it so beautiful that as we start this encounter and re-encountering with grace, we will have this book to guide us along in understanding the great plan of God for our lives. This book is just intricately loaded with stories upon stories that introduce us to God's great love and justice. You know, it's, it's so interesting to study on how the love of God exists and at the same time, how this justice exists together with him because we view of justice in the picture of punishment in the picture of destruction but we will see here how God does project this justice in his character so in Genesis it is where a vivid display of love of the love of God of the humanity's fall and God's judgment it's like it's compressed in just one book of the Bible so friends as we understand Genesis we will have a great and grand I always use this word you know these are my favorite words great and grand reflection and understanding on the love of God justice of God and the plan of God for each of our lives. And now, here we go with our verse. I think my church friends would agree with me that this is just one of their favorite memory verses. We would race on, you know, memorizing this and reciting this in front of everyone. Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens, and the earth. And the rest was history, is history. So this is really one of our very favorite Bible verses. You learn so easily this thing as a child. You know, you memorize easily, even like a three, four-year-old could memorize this Bible verse. So when I grew older, but when I grew older, you know, I came to realize What is really the essence of this in the beginning? It was God who created. Yeah, I know God created. It's in my head from childhood that it was God who created the heaven and the earth, including me. But what does that imply to me personally? Let's get personal here. What does it mean when we recite these verses? Why did Moses wrote this in the very first lines of the Bible? In the beginning, it was God, and He created the heavens and the earth. And when we look at it on a deeper sense, the word in the beginning, God, I would like to bring it to a thought that where, who is your beginning? Not where is your beginning, not when is your beginning, but who, who is your beginning? We began with God's heart. We are from God. It was Him in the latter part of these chapters in Genesis. We are given the story, the grand story of our existence. Friends, that thought alone, that you are from God. Your life started with God is something. I am having goosebumps now here. It's it's really a big thing for us to reflect on. That our beginnings did not start in our mother's womb. But even before, as Psalm 39 says, even before you exist, you are already in God's mind. Can you imagine how special you are? So I read these books before, during my missionary days. This book written by Max Licado okay though it says you're not an accident and this is such a very beautiful thing to reflect on many times when things really go wrong in our lives when things are really not going into what was planned or what is planned it's really kind of daunting to think what is really what am I here for and why do I exist what is the reason of my existence? So friends, this verse in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth, is significantly loaded with deep meanings. Meanings that make me better understand God and His ownership and His authority and His rulership in my life can you imagine you started from the mind of God you were thought of by God and life began with God and so are you and if he assumes ownership he assumes rulership and he assumes to be the in charge of your life then who are you Are you just the nobody at school? Are you just the nobody in your office work? Are you just a nobody in your missionary organization? Or are you just a nobody in the office? No. You don't even need to do anything to be somebody in front of God. Can you imagine that, how great and how grand you are in front of God? You don't need to to, you know, when we are faced with the reality of life, we have boss. We work under some boss. Uh, Our boss is superior to us. We work with superiors. And many times, the the system is you need to perform before you will be liked. You need to perform before you will be appreciated. You need to prove your worth. You need to prove your skills, the, the, the beauty that you have, the intelligence that you have. You need to prove to people higher than you so they will be impressed. You will be recognized. But with God, zero of that. You don't need to impress God. You don't need to put God like a boss because He isn't. Even before you were in your mother's womb, God already knew you. Can you imagine, you know, in the Bible, when they use the word you, it really refers to a very intimate, not just knowledge, but an experience with a person. And mostly in sexual relationship, it is used by the authors to describe the closeness of a relationship. And God knew you even before you were born. And yes, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So this brings us a deep assurance that in front of God, you do not need to be somebody because He is already somebody. You do not need to prove yourself because He will prove to you His love. You do not need to achieve something because He will do it for you. All you need to do is to rest, to believe, To trust and be like a child and you know what in my life since I had my conversion experience in my seminary um, schooling I really have tasted how it is to live in this lifestyle where you just expect nothing but you know you are expected of nothing but a simple trust that you have a God, that you have a Father who is taking good care of you. So friends, no one can steal, not even Satan, can steal our identity and how God looks at us. Because in the beginning, it was Him. And in the beginning, it was His plan. In the beginning, it was His rulership. In the beginning, it was His great love for you. And it's very clear. You are created. You existed because God wanted you. You know, there are some friends that I have that their stories were like their parents never wanted them born. But it's accidentally they were created. Friends with God, there are no accidents. God allows everything for a purpose, for a reason, and for the good of those who love Him. This is such a wonderful assurance that when God said, I am the beginning, I am in charge of you. And even right after the fall, God was still in charge. And although, because of the fall, our eyes are blinded, our eyes get, you know, foggy to see the things that God is doing in our lives, this consistent truth, consistent promise, stays and lingers on. God is in charge of you. Friends, another point here is that in the verse, we know that when God created the world in the beginning, there was nothing. Can you imagine this very powerful metaphor of nothingness? Close your eyes and imagine darkness. It was just only darkness. It was There was nothing existing. And then God spoke a word and things came into being. How powerful is the God who created you, who molded you from the dust and among all the creation. It was you He touched. It was you He breathed in His Holy his Spirit to give you life how precious is that right let's just you know it's so nice to bathe into this truth it's really like very inspiring to know that wow of all creation no wonder it was very good when he made man it was very good not just good but very good and friends as this things are still made true to our sinful lives, God can still make something out of nothing. When we fell into sin, our lives equal to nothing. We do not have anything in our lives personally that would recommend us from God. We are nothing. But friends, He promised, This is who He is. This is His creative power that He can turn nothing into something. So if you think that you are nothing, if you think that you don't have anything in hand, let's just go to God because He has the ability to turn your nothing into something. This is such a very, very, beautiful assurance, a very deep assurance that whatever mess we have put ourselves into, whatever darkness we are in right now it did not matter to god what matters is you run to him you go to him and make him the owner of your life again because he is in the business of turning this is my favorite quote and my favorite line he is in the business of turning turning our ugly stories into a beautiful canvas of his grace let me repeat he is in the business of turning our ugly stories into a beautiful canvas of his grace i would never want to ask for more not even with food no kidding i love food but you know just to eat and these assurance is really something it has it will, I hope that it is filling your soul now then we go to you know to to a deeper sense of, of hope that we cannot in the hands of God we will never remain in darkness we will have a chance of change transformation and more God said uh, through Paul in in 2nd Corinthians, he said there, There was no eye who had seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for all those who love him. Friends, and another point here, you are created in God's image. Isn't it so beautiful? And what is this? God's image of love, enduring enduring faithfulness, loving mercies and tender kindness, gentleness. This is who he is. Man is created from God, and God desires that we maintain that image that we maintain His character in our lives. Man is created in His image for God to love him. Friends, but we are very sad because this plan has been ruined. We did not care what God really wanted us to to be, to just stay in this image. But despite that, God looked for us and there is this hope that once you give your life to Jesus, once you believe on the promised Messiah, on the gospel, you will have this great opportunity to be restored back into that image of love, that image of unconditionality of your character towards other people, forgiveness, humility, peace all the fruits of the holy spirit is the character of god is the image of god and friends here we would like to also give you like i would like to also give you this thought that when we say in the beginning when we talk of creation we need to look at that god did not just created this world for a whim it is not just created because god just wanted it but it was created because of you. He wanted to put you in a home. He wanted to put you in the best place possible. And that is still the heart of God even though after we sin, That's why Jesus came. Because He really wanted us. He really wanted us to be in the place where where we sh- are should be standing on. God really wanted us to be in that place where He created the most beautiful things for us. Friends, in Genesis, God is displaying Himself as our Creator, where we belong, where we started, and where our worship and authority should be offered to. But then, another important point is that He's not just simply the Creator. He also is the sustainer and the provider. He never lacked the resources to provide for you. So friends, the best provision that God has given us was not really the food that we eat, the air that we breathe. These are important and vital things that we want to thank God for. But I think the most powerful expression of God's provision to his children to his fallen creation is Jesus in Genesis 3:15, where he promised the gospel will be born the good news will be born and I think if there is there is really no other provision than that and this is the only provision that will bring us back to God himself. The provision of a redeemer. A savior who is Jesus Christ. So friends, this is Genesis. This is the beginning of our story. And here we see the power of God. The control of God. And the plan of God in our lives. When he created Eden, he created it to last for eternity. And even when we fail, even when we We know we've disappointed His plans for us. He did not stop. He gave us the good news of a Redeemer, of Jesus, who will die for our sins. And we have read it happen. And we believe it had happened. Friends, this is such a beautiful time to reflect on this, that when God was able to create something out of nothing, Whatever mess we have put our lives into right now, we are not rejected. We can run to God. We can run back to our Savior, to our Creator. Please, trials, discouragement, inconvenience, they are not easy to bear. And life's toils are just so hard. You know, the reality of life would really tell you to to regret existing, would really tell you to, you know, to regret the things that you have done in good motivation. Life will just press you down. But please remember that freedom from this, freedom from everything that disturbs our soul, is available in our Creator's hand. He is not just available in the time of the Bible. In the time of Adam and Eve and in the time of creation. He is available now. He is available. He wanted to reach you. He wanted to find you. As my first expression when I finally accepted Jesus as my furnace personal Savior, I really resonated with Venus Raj when she explained when she first um, attended church of that song, I was once lost, but now I'm found, when I also accepted Jesus in that classroom. It wasn't in a church. It was in a class of a professor who introduced me the gospel. It was a very, very beautiful class. That has opened my eyes to the reality of who I was, a sinner, of who I am, a sinner. And this is the words that has really came to mind. I am found by my Jesus. Jesus finally found me at Ayaz. So friends, I hope that you will have that experience, that encounter, that you will say, Jesus found me at last because you have a Creator. You have a Redeemer. He provided us with everything we needed. Though it's not the comfort that you want this world to give, but be looking beyond the discomforts, the pressing things in our lives, we see Jesus. We see His peace. We see His love. We see His kindness we see his gentleness. Friends, our Jesus, our God, our Creator is not silent. And yeah, I hope you know this already, that Jesus, by the way, is our Creator. And at the same time, He is also our Savior. He created us with a purpose, and that is to bear His image. And even we fell He made it possible to be restored. That Peter said, We become the priesthood, the priesthood of all believers. God has precious plans for you. You are not measured by your mistakes. You are not measured by your fall, failures. You are not measured by your achievements. You are measured by your nothingness. It's the only thing you need when you face God. It's the only thing you need when you face your Creator, your Savior, and your Provider. Nothing. You just need to be nothing. And you will be ready to encounter grace on a personal level. Grace wanted you personally. He wanted to reach you, to touch you, to talk to you, to embrace you. It's a time where grace should be personal in each of our lives. Friends, thank you again for joining me in this very reflective moment of Genesis chapter 1. Thanks for joining me here at Touchpoint Ministry Podcast. Remember that you can also find Touchpoint Ministry on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for more Christ-centered related contents. I'm Bethel. See you again for another life-changing study on grace.